two, one. Right, Lauren? <laughs> Welcome to the Best of All Possible podcast presented by Panglossian Productions. <laughs> Here in Williamsburg, Virginia. You know, uh, we at Panglossian have a real heart for the weird. Yeah. We love the weird. We love the strange. We love the unproduced and underproduced. I am Robert Weathers, your humble host. Welcome again to the Best of All Possible podcast. And we're going to clap just because. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, we, as I say, love the unproduced and underproduced, and we also really love 10-minute plays. And every so often, we will produce evenings of 10-minute plays here in Williamsburg, but over the course of the years, we've had hundreds of plays submitted to us, and we can't possibly produce them all. And yes, some of them might not be so awesome. Many of them are actually very good, and they deserve at least a read. So we're going to do a cold read here tonight, uh, and but before we do that, I would like to introduce this week's special guest, none other than Michelle Greensmith. <gasps> Welcome, Michelle! I'm so excited that you're here. Me too. I, I can't wait for you to see this play. I can't. I really can't. I'm really excited. So I, I, I I'm going to start a conversation now. Are you ready for I'm a ready. question? I'm really ready. Michelle, huh? why is Arkansas a good place to talk to people? <laughs> you said that earlier while we were on break. Why? Well, I have a lot of people in Arkansas to talk to, so I suppose I'm particularly biased because I could call um, like 20 people and talk to them. Wow, you know 20 people in Arkansas. At least. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, it is. I know like 15 people down in Georgia where I'm from, yeah. but they don't want to talk to me. Oh, so. well, that's your own problem, I think. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, here's your knife back. Oh, sorry, I can't reach you. I'll have to pull it out. <laughs> Thank you. Well, welcome, Michelle. We're glad that you're here. I'm excited Thanks, to have you I'm here this afternoon. Uh, the play that we're going to be reading today is a play called My Monster and Me by Natalie Osborne. And to assist in helping us read this play, we are going to have a few people joining us. Off to my right and to Michelle's right, we have Marsha Dads. Welcome, Marsha. Marsha and her colorful shirt. We were just talking about how, uh, about the green and what, what's the color of the dress? The, the dress that caused all the controversy. Oh, bl blue and black or white and gold. Yeah. But that's some debate. That's the whole debate. Yeah, but yeah. not like Marsha's shirt, which is red and yellow and green and brown and scarlet. And black and ochre and peach and ruby. It's good. Olive. It's a great shirt. It says Joseph in the Amazing Technology. I was going to say that's a song. That's yeah. a song. Did someone tell you all those colors were in there, Robert? I memorized it. <laughs> speaking of uh, speaking of people who are going to be reading with us, to my left over here is Michael Empson. Welcome, Michael. Thank you. Michael, who is dressed in black, the man in black. Are you are you a Johnny Cash fan, Michael? No. All right. Well, also reading, <laughs> also reading with us today is Holly Rice. Welcome, Holly. Holly, uh, we're going to be reading a play called My Monster and Me, and you are definitely the youngest person here. Yes, definitely. Um, when uh, when you were younger, we're going to pick on you for being young. When okay. you were younger, did you have monsters in your closet? Well, Monsters, Inc. came out when I was pretty young, and so oh. I think I, like, saw them start being silly to little kids, so I don't think I was ever afraid of monsters. Well, that's good, because <laughs> we're about to meet one here okay. in just a few <laughs> minutes. So, once again, the play that we're going to be reading here uh, tonight is My Monster and Me by Natalie Osborne. I will read the stage directions, 
Uh, Holly, if you would be so kind as to read the part of Lila. Okay. Marsha, would you be so kind as to read the part of Mom? Of course. Michelle, will you be the monster? I will be the monster. <laughs> and Mike? <laughs> yeah. I want you to be the other part. You'll know when we get there. Oh. Okay. I'm, I'm frantically looking right now. Ladies and gentlemen, My Monster and Me by Natalie Osborne. The setting is Lila's bedroom at night. Mom! Mother! Mother! Mother, mother, mother! Mom! 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 Mom enters. What? I forgot to feed the monster. Mom gives her a look. Not the one under the bed. The one in the closet. Mom gives her another look. Mom leaves, then re-enters carrying a plate of crackers. Here. Thank you. Uh, will you please just go to sleep now? I'll try my best. Really, Lila, you're too old for this. You're going into the fifth grade soon. I know. I get it's a new house and all, but really, there's nothing scary here. I understand. But I need the crackers for the monster who lives in my closet. He gets hungry. Mom stumbles. I'll go to sleep. Mom stumbles out of the room. She's really tired. Good night, Mom. Mom leaves without saying goodnight. Lila goes to the closet door. She knocks. Here. The monster opens the door a crack. She takes one of the crackers. Christ, these are gross. What kind of brand is your mom buying? You know, maybe you would not be reduced to mooching off of little girls if you just left the closet every once in a while. Maybe little girls should stop bring stop bringing me crackers. Should bring me crackers I like, so I won't eat them instead. Eat them instead. <laughs> <laughs> Did I scare you at all? Not really. <laughs> I'm a giant creepy monster in your closet and you're not scared? Jesus, I'm losing my edge. To be frank, I've been enjoying the company. Really? In case you haven't noticed, I'm not what you would call a social butterfly. And you're a much better conversationalist than the one under the bed. Maybe you could actually make a friend if you didn't throw around words like conversationalist. Just saying, you're 10. It's a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want these crackers or not? Yes, please. Monster takes the plate. Why aren't these on the red plate? Really, Mal? But I like the red plate. If you want the red plate, then you get your rumpus out of my closet and go get it yourself. Fine. I'll eat off the stupid blue plate. Why don't you ever leave the closet? Why don't you have any real friends? <laughs> my peers don't appreciate my intellectualism. Intellectualism. See? It's words like that that makes make kids want to punch you. <laughs> Why don't you ever leave the closet? Why don't you? Uh, uh, would you want me to leave the closet? Why wouldn't I? What if I never came back? Then who would you talk to? Oh. <sighs> How was the weather today? Nice and sunny. Gross. You are a very strange individual. Hmm? Monster? Yes? I'm sorry if I was mean before. Yeah. If it's too personal, you don't have to discuss it with me. I've never been... Where? Outside the closet. Really? No. 
No, I was born right here. And you never left? Aren't you curious? The world is much bigger from this perspective. Yeah, it's big and different and scary. <laughs> I don't know anything about outside stuff. You know me, I'm here. What if I didn't come back? Then I'd be sad. You could always try that dude under the bed again. I bet he's a real chatterbox once he, get, once he gets to know you. <laughs> no, I don't think so. The bed monster seems quite solitary. What about your mom? Well, we used to talk, but things are different now. Oh. And it'll matter anyway. If I come out, I bet I'll get so scared I'll run back in. <laughs> You'd have to try it first, though. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna try it. All right. And if I don't like it, I'm going back. Of course. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Oh. Okay, here I go. Monster opens the closet door. She steps outside. She looks around the room. Wow. Monster looks at Lila. Wow. You don't look like your hand at all. I mean, your hand is the only part of you I've seen before, but man, the rest of you isn't, the rest of you that isn't a hand does not look like a hand. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I believe that's normal for most humans. I don't look like a hand, do I? No. Good. Wow. This is awesome. Are you scared anymore? No, no, everything is so cool and new and awesome. I want to see everything, like, like the whole world and junk. Looks at Lila. Oh. Oh, don't be sad. Oh, you could come with me. We could go together. I'd love to, but I, that would make my mother sad. But if you stay, you'll be the sad one. You could still live in my closet when you feel you need a reprise from your expressions. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think I ever want to get stuck inside that closet again. Oh, but I can still visit you. It wouldn't be the same, though. I guess this is goodbye. Lila hugs the monster. Now go before you change your mind. Thank you, Lila. You're a great friend. Those kids at your school are real ding-dongs for not seeing it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Monster leaves the room. Lila! Mom runs into Lila's room with a baseball bat. A monster broke into the house. Are you okay? Did it hurt you? Mother, calm down. Everything's fine. That was only the monster that used to live in my closet. The monster that... What? Do you need some water? You look dehydrated. Uh, 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 no. I'm fine, I think. All right, I'm just... I'm just having very, very strange dreams, all. Perhaps you should sit down. Right, right. Uh, good idea. Uh, Lila? Yes? Are you sure you're all right? Yes. Okay. I'm sorry. I just want to check. It's fine, Mom. Don't fret. I, I can't help it. I'm a mom. It's all part of the job. Lila, you know, I know I've been busy with my new job and with us, with us moving, but but I'm still here for you. If you need me or if you wanted to talk to somebody, you know that, right? Lila hugs mom. I love you, mom. 
Oh, Lila, I love you too, baby. Mom, we're friends, right? Of course. You and I are best friends. Good. I'm glad. Now, I think it's time for both of us to get back to bed or wake up. Whatever, I don't know which, which is what is which anymore. Sounds good, Mom. Just at this moment, the monster from under the bed comes out. Did I, uh, miss anything? Oh my god! Poise. The end. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say, I think that this is the cutest play. Yeah. <laughs> so nice. I, uh, I, um, I have a, I have a, uh, a leg up on everybody when uh, we do these podcasts because I read the plays beforehand and uh, help make the selections on them. And after I read this play the first time and after I read it the second time, I have one question. Michelle, does the monster look like a hand? Oh, oh no. Maybe it's, maybe it's one big hand. Because maybe, that, maybe that's better directed <laughs> it could at, be. at Lila, at, at, um, at Holly. Holly, does the monster look like a hand? Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. How would it, like, up, like, would it crawl on the fingers? Like, all, all it's like from it. it. Yeah. 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 All yeah, I can it. think about yeah. is that someone coming out in, like, a giant foam finger <laughs> or something. Uh, <laughs> and someone saying, do I look like a hand? And Lila going, no. Oh. <laughs> uh, so what's what I find really interesting about about this piece is that in the in the beginning and for a good deal of it, one of the or the uh, the monster character is totally hidden. And so yeah. Michelle, I know that you've done a lot of uh, a lot of movement work. Yeah. I know that you've done things like gymnastic or, or, or trapeze work right yeah. before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I wonder about. The use of just your hand coming out of the closet. What what do you think um, would be the most articulate ways of getting your point across with just your hand? You can't you can't see me at home, but Mike is looking at me, flip my hand around and <laughs> spread my fingers out and point and all that sort of thing. Yeah, it's interesting because I didn't you know I didn't realize that until we were mostly until the monster was like out of the closet and um, yeah it, I mean. All of it has to be through that one that one extension of your limb. It's it's really interesting. It would be, mm -hmm. Yeah, and also a lot of it has to be vocal, right? Then so like anything that happens with the hand has to be backed up vocally. Yeah, it's got to be reflected yeah, by yeah. by the voice. Yeah. And then of course, uh, naturally, Lila has to react to that. And so, uh, Holly, I wonder if you might have any particular thoughts on how Lila's movement would be affected by. Just this little hand sort of floating up and up and down around in front of her. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like that'd be that'd be really interesting to see because it, it doesn't a hand isn't big and so moving around a hand is such a small thing to like move around. I don't I don't know. I don't know about that. What do you think, Mike? You look like you're bursting over here. <laughs> nope. Oh, <laughs> that's two words that you've said in this, oh, <laughs> in this podcast. Well, Mike has a lot of experience with, uh, with movement as well. 
And so I wonder about the, I, I do wonder about the reaction of Lila, the character of Lila, to this, to this hand. Do you think that she moves around the room in, in broader gestures? Or do you think that she reflects the delicate nature, this very, again, this very articulate movement of the hand in the way that she sees and receives the action of the monster? I think it all comes down to exactly what the monster does. And, and from a directorial stance, um, do you want them to mirror one another? Do you want them to um, uh, be the antithesis of one another? And then what maybe changes in them once the monster comes out of the closet? Do they reverse roles? Mm -hmm. um, that, you know, that's, that's, that's an important question to ask, I think. I think you're absolutely right about that. Because the monster does come out, it's almost like they, it's almost like they physically change level. Except the level is from almost being completely gone, right? Like like in Marvin's room, like we have this character that we talk to and is there, but we don't actually really see. And then all of a sudden, the monster gains this confidence and has to physically change. Um, even though I think most of the body, not I think most of the body during the, uh, during the early part of the scene is, or play I should say, mm -hmm. is tucked away. Mm -hmm. What about, uh, what about you, Michelle? I mean, do you ref do you think that you, as an actor, would reflect that totally physically inside, or would you focus solely on your movement of the arm? Well, it's interesting because I think that the, the arm is attached to a hole, right? So, mm -hmm. um, so I think whatever is happening with the hole is the hand is just the, the last bit of it or a portion of it, you know. So I think it has to be coming from a center that's very active um, with all of it. Uh, so, so whether Lila sees just the hand, it doesn't really matter because the monster is a whole being in there, you know, so, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I think, I think you're absolutely right about that. So, Mom, Marsha, yes. <laughs> uh, when you are coming back in towards the end of the play, we reach this moment of a little more clarity between Mom and Daughter. I think this moment that we probably saw uh, coming uh, once, uh, once Lila started talking to the monster about how they don't really connect anymore. So how do you think this seeing this monster and then thinking that it's a dream uh, motivates her? Do you think that it gives her the go-ahead, the green light, to just say whatever she wants to to Lila to help clear the air here? I, th I think there's there might be, depending on how it was directed, there might be some significance between mom's appearance again at that, pre that precise time and the fact that she's willing to say goodbye to the monster. It's almost like mom reappears and they connect at the time that, that Lila is ready to say goodbye to the monster. So uh, there, mm -hmm. there could be something significant about that was what the first thing that went through my head. I, I'd say that uh, I, I think that there could be a separate 10-minute play written about just the, basically just the last part of the conversation between Lila and Monster and Monster choosing, choosing to leave. I think we could go a lot more mm -hmm. in-depth with that. Um, but I want to ask about something completely different. This is more about a staging. This is a more staging question. What do you do with the closet? Where do you think the best place for the closet to be on the stage would be? Bearing in mind that this is a 10-minute play, so it'd probably have uh, minimal staging overall. What do you think, Michelle? 
Uh, I, well, in my imagination, as I was re reading through it the first time, I imagined it uh, stage left, the bed stage right. Mm -hmm. And I also imagined the door as like a scrim, so you could you could sort of see into the closet, but Lila couldn't see into the closet. Oh, I see. Um, yeah. So, but upstage, upstage left. Mm -hmm. What do you think, Mike? See, I actually saw, I saw the exact same kind of uh, orientation of things, um, but this is maybe the, the tech director in me speaking. I almost wanted to see one wall of the closet as well as the door and have that one wall be made out of something extremely stretchy and pliable so we could see the movement of the monster as well. Um, mm -hmm. but not actually see the body of the monster. Oh, I, that's that's really creative. Wow, excellent. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Well, everybody, we want to uh, we want to thank you for joining us here to read My Monster and Me. Yeah, thank you thank so you. much for everyone who participated, and especially to Michelle, our special guest. Arkansas and you called me, I'd talk to you. Oh, thank you, Michelle. That's so nice. Yeah. <laughs> now, now a part of our mission with this podcast is that we promote uh, theatrical endeavors that are happening here in the area. And Michael, this is set to premiere on September 11th, so I understand that you have a workshop coming up. Yes, in um, conjunction with Williamsburg Players, we're going to have our first of what I hope will be a series of master classes and acting workshops. Uh, this is going to be on Tuesday, September 19th, uh, from 7 to 10 at the York James Playhouse. Um, the title of this is Becoming a Chameleon, Fearless Character Development. Um, the idea being that there are two different types of actors, really. There are um, personality actors, you know, George Clooney, Reese Witherspoon. You go to see Gravity because you want to see George Clooney in space. Right. Um, and then there are the chameleons, the uh, the Gary Oldmans, the Meryl Streeps, who, who really change themselves from one performance to another. Um, so this class is to give um, actors, these mostly adult actors, uh, high school age through, through adults, um, tools to uh, help explore those, uh, those next roles that they have coming up and take their... Um, their character development to to a new level. Great, and th this will be at the Williamsburg Players, correct? Yep, September uh, the nineteenth. You can uh, get more information by emailing special events at williamsburgplayers.org. We hope very soon to have a link up on their website as well for um, registering for this class. The cost is twenty dollars per participant, um, so. Uh, really affordable for, for this type of workshop. And classes are limited, correct? Yes, we are limited to 20 students, and uh, this is going to be on a first-come, first-served basis. Awesome, so you want to make sure that you uh, go ahead and sign up for that as quickly as you can. Thank you so much, Mike. Thank you, Holly. Thank you, Marsha. And, of course, thanks to our special guest once again, Michelle Greensmith. We want to make sure we give special thanks to our sound technician, Lauren Watkins, and Zodiac Productions. And, of course, to Natalie Osborne for her awesome play, My Monster and Me. Thank you for listening. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so that you get our podcasts uh, as they are released every week. And we'll see you next time on the best of all possible podcasts. Night, everybody.